Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyakak, Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcast. Hi. Hi, welcome back. Hi, welcome back. I'm Peter Hajindian. <laughs> I'm Father Tadios Barsarian, and this is Padmuchun. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us again for our series of uh, podcasts uh, about Armenian history and, and people, interesting events. And today we are going to talk about, what are we talking about today, Peter? Today we are talking about the role of women in the conversion of Armenia. In- interesting, interesting topic. topic. Yes, because we are, uh, we are many when we talk about conversion of Armenia, uh, Christianity, we very often we talk about role of <laughs> men and Saint Gregory and uh, Saint Thaddeus and Bartholomew, but we decided let's talk about the role of. Women in a conversion right. of Armenia. <laughs> Why not? Why not? They played an important role. Of yeah. course. Yeah. It's important to recognize that. Yes. Um, and I actually learned a lot researching this podcast. This was good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Saints Gaiane, Herepsime, the 30 virgins from the West, mm-hmm. which I had heard about before and seen mm-hmm. the churches. And we're going to talk about Sandukht, mm-hmm. the first convert in Armenia. Right. Right. And the daughter of the King Sanatruk, which I had not heard before, which is a great story. Yeah. And Hosrovidukt. Did I say that right? I think you said I think you said it right. It's not, not an easy word to pronounce. Why isn't why isn't it Um why isn't it Hosrov? That's a good question. I think they didn't have that before Uhi. Oh, they didn't have like <laughs> Takawi. It was, it was, it was just... Khosrov means Khosrov's daughter. Uh, ah. Yeah, so they couldn't name her Khosrov, so they named her Khosrov. Khosrov Khosrov is not a great name for a woman. <laughs> no. It's a good, st- strong name for a man, though. <laughs> they tried, but it didn't. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the role of women in a conversion of, uh, of Armenia. Should we start with Sandukht, I think, because she yeah. was the first um, martyr. And, uh, actually, when you said I, I learned a lot, it's, 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 it, I'm sure many of our listeners, they would learn a lot from this too, because I don't think many people know about all this. Women who had an important role to play in a conversion of Armenia, and especially uh, Sandukht. So who was Sandukht? So Sandukht was the daughter of King Sanatruk, mm-hmm. and, and this was about uh, first century, first century, end of the first century. Um, yeah, about a time when when Thaddeus and, yes. and Bartholomew. Yes. Uh, actually, Thaddeus was first. They they come to Armenia. Yeah, they came to Armenia to preach. They were the, gospel. the uh, disciples of Armenia, right? Yes, they, they they came to Armenia to preach the gospel, and uh, King Sanatruk and the Armenians at this time were. Pagans. They had a sort of a some borrowed gods from Zoroastrianism and some gods from their own yeah. pagan gods. So um, uh, that that's what that's what they were. And yeah. uh, Bartholomew and Thaddeus came and preached the gospel, and Sanaduth heard, and she uh, converted. She believed. Yeah, which is a uh, which even the fact that Saint Thaddeus and Bartholomew 
you know, two apostles of Christ, he, he had only 12, 12 of them. Yeah. And two of them, they came to, a, it was a yeah. good destination back then. It was a good or, destination, or, or, yes. Armenia, everybody was trying to go to a... Everybody was going, well, this was the, you know, Armenia was still fighting between the Persians and the Romans a little bit. And kind was of there a time they were not fighting? There's never a time they were not fighting. <laughs> but um, but he, I think of the fact that he, two apostles of Christ, they came to Armenia uh, to illuminate the people and to bring the, the light of Christ, to bring the gospel, to preach the gospel to, to, uh, to Armenians uh, was an important fact. And, and, Sanat, and Sanatruk was the king of that, of that time. Yes. And by the way, Sanatruk was the king that, uh, uh, that ordered the killing of, uh, of St. Thad Thaddeus too. Uh, the martyrdom uh, of Thaddeus. Yeah. yeah. yeah but before was... that, he, he was able to preach and... And Sanduk was able to uh, to learn and to hear yeah. about the uh, the good news, and uh, and she converted. She, she became converted. Christian. Yeah, and then she got in trouble. She got in trouble because she was uh, king's daughter. Yes, she and, was. And King Sanadruk said, "It's either you you either give up this new religion, or I disown you." And mm -hmm. disowning was not just we're going to send you out to the wild. Disowning meant martyrdom. She was right. going to be killed. The story, or the way I heard it, she thought about it for a little bit, but not very long, and she decided to stick with her convictions and her belief. And yeah. so she was put to death by her own father, King Sanatruk. There, there are some kind of amazing things. I mean, sad things, but also, first of all, uh, her conviction was so strong. It's a new religion. Yeah. Just she, she must have this probably strong faith that you know, no matter what you say, even even if she decide to kill me, I'm sticking with my faith. And even though it was new for her, but and so she had this strong conviction, and uh, and she was king's family. So that yes. was kind of it was more about the king than about Sanduk. Then it was more about oh, what people would say about king's daughter converted and became, you know. So yeah. uh, and then his cruelty kind of to kill his own uh, his own daughter I yeah mean. well she she was the the king's daughter she was living as rich as any you know she was the richest family in the country she probably had everything she'd ever asked for mm -hmm. and yet she gave all of that up she gave up this very prized position because of because of this conviction because yeah. of what she believed and she chose death and she, she chose, chose death. death yeah you know if you think about these stories of conversion and, and countries and cities and every time disciples, especially in the beginning of Christianity, one thing that we notice very often, I think, is that uh, uh, every time disciples would go to these different cities and countries, the first people, very uh, one of the first at least people who would convert to Christianity, are women always. Really, you know, uh, you know, if you read sometimes in. Uh, in, in the Bible, in the Gospel, from different stories too, uh, there is always women involved in you know because, and and they were they are the ones uh, uh, listening to the gospel first and accepting the God, and that's what happened in Armenia too. So she was the first in Armenia. Yeah. We can say officially that she was the first. The fact is that she was the first Christian in Armenia. Yeah. Wait, right? Is she a saint in the Armenian Church? Yes. She's the same because she was martyred for her faith. Martyred, if you're, yeah. yeah. If you're martyred for your faith, you are a saint in the Armenian church. She's a saint in the Armenian church. Saint Sandukht. And then, uh, 
And then she became the first martyr, Armenian martyr for Christ in Armenia too. Yeah. So those, those are important factors, I think, for, for our listeners to note that she was the first one to accept Christ in Armenia. She was the first Armenian Christian. She was the first to die for Christ in Armenia too. Yeah, that's a lot of firsts. <laughs> Hi. Uh, researching this, I found something interesting about King Sanadruk, her father. When he was younger, as we talked about on some other podcasts, you know, he was sent to live with, uh, you know, uh, other royal families, right. as, you know, has sometimes happens. A little bit for ransom, a little bit because they're trying to tie the two kingdoms together. But he ended up at, in the kingdom of Edessa mm-hmm. with King Abkar. And oh, King Abkar yeah. was an early convert to Christianity. Right. Right. So Sanadruk, as a young man, encountered Christians and, and kind of was exposed to all of this. Hmm. But he didn't. It didn't turn turn his heart then. And it, as a matter of fact, it may have hardened his heart for Probably. him then to go back to Armenia yeah. and to do what he did. I th- I think when we we talk about also about conversion of uh, of Armenia, uh, very often we 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 date that three oh one. That's that's when we yeah. think be accepted Christian, but everything started actually three uh, centuries before that, yeah. <laughs> you know, 300 years before that with the martyrdom uh, of, of St. Sandukht in, in Armenia. So that's the probably beginning with St. Adios' arrival in Armenia, that's the beginning. So she was the first. And then about 100 years later, right? About 100 or 200, 200 years, 200 later, years yeah. later. It's hard to, to know exactly the, the yeah. time frame and all of that. But I think it was around 280, sometimes they say, or depending what time you, uh, you know, uh, you would place uh, St. Gregory, but I think at the end of uh, the third century, I think. Yeah. Uh, Middle of end of third century. Middle end of the third century. When uh, Saint Gaiane and Saint Gaiane and Saint Herips and Saint Herpsime mm-hmm. and the thirty virgins from the west came, mm-hmm. and they were nuns, mm-hmm. right? That's why they were virgins. Is that they were they were noted as nuns, um, mm-hmm. coming from more Roman controlled right. areas, and the, this king now is King Turdot the third. Right. This is the famous king. Famous king, king. Turdot III. But first, why they were coming to our, to Armenia? I think it's important to note that they were running away from uh, from persecutions, right? Uh-huh. Of uh, 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 of Diocletian at that time, I think was the 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 emperor, and uh, they were running away from all the persecutions. And they, I think, Saint Kayane had a vision, according to the tradition, that go to Armenia, uh, it'll be better. I mean, it was not that. Better, not that much better, better you know, in, in Armenia, but they ended up in, um, in Armenia. They ended up in uh, Armenia. Running away from persecution, so Christians. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the capital and... Per- in, the, in the capital was Bahar uh, Shabbat, right? Yes. Therese uh, Echmiadzin. Yes. Vagashapat. Vagashapat, yes. There are a lot of tough words in our history. Chosrovaduk. And that's where Turdat III saw them and he fell in love with Herypsime. And he wanted her as his wife. Right. But 
she wouldn't take him as his husband because she was Christian and she had sworn to her faith and, and he was again pagan. The Armenians were, you know, the royal family was still pagan at this time. This, there's actually a little parallel between Ara the Beautiful and Semiramis here. Hmm. There's the ruler that wants the other one who's beautiful, very attractive, and that person is saying, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to... They have other commitments. I have other commitments, yeah. Yeah. And but here, just the opposite. Here's was, the opposite, uh, yeah. yeah. Man wants a woman, woman says no, this is a common story, but this time uh, man puts woman to death, which is not usually how this you know, story ends. Uh, so he, he had her martyred, he had Guyane martyred, and were all, the, were all the virgins martyred? Yeah, I think we all All the were, nuns were martyred. Uh, and, and if you go uh, to, uh, they were actually in Eshmiazin, right? They were preaching yeah. in Eshmiazin. So it didn't happen right away, they came and they were killed. But they were preaching, so yeah. that's important to note that uh, you know Saint Thaddeus and Bartholomew they came, and it's the kind of they saw the seeds in Armenia. There were some people who were ordained even. If you oh. if you read from the history of uh, of Armenian Church, you'll see there were people who were ordained as bishops from the first century. You know, and that lineage goes all the way to uh, Saint Thaddeus. Um, so uh, there were there were groups of there were Christians. So St. Gaian and Ripsime, they come. They bring more of that kind. Of, more people convert. More people learn about it. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I think uh, that story happened with Ripsime and Dertat. But it's not the first time that happened to Ripsime because that happened back in Rome too. Somebody else yeah. wanted to get married to, uh, to her. And she said no again. And, and this time uh, and, uh, Dertat wanted to marry her, and she said, she said no, and they were married. What is interesting is that uh, places of their martyrdom, they build some chapels yes. in the beginning, as they say, and then in the place of these chapels, they build these beautiful churches and monasteries. Yeah. St. Ripsime Church, when you enter Echmiadzin, it's right on the right side, that's the kind of beginning of the city. And for listeners, of some of you who may not know, Echmiadzin is our spiritual center, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, is like our Vatican. The Holy See the of Holy, The Holy See yeah. of Echmiadzin. And then uh, not far from the Cathedral of Echmiadzin, there is a church of St. Gayane. Yes. And according to, tradition, to, to the tradition, she was martyred right in that place. Uh, yeah. And their tombs are actually, if you go, for, for example, for Ipsim and Gayane, if you go down into the church, uh, there, is a, there is an area where she's buried too. You, you, can, you can go and actually see and, and pray there. And we do that every time when we have a trip to Armenia. Uh, and then there is another church in Shogagat, and according to that, Mane was another uh, okay. nun that was martyred there too. And, uh, and there was a church for, in, for her too uh, in Eshmiazin. So those are three important kind of centers in Eshmiazin and churches, uh, uh, important churches that were kind of beginning of Christianity in Armenia. Yeah. As well. So, although they were not Armenians, but they had an important role to play for the conversion of Armenia. The church is also, um, when I visited it, it was also pointed out as being important architecturally because mm -hmm. of the uh, the niches that they that they utilized. Oh yeah. So it's if you look at it, it's the t these tall arches that go into a corner, mm -hmm. and they're all along the outer walls. And what that does is that, that makes it really strong and sturdy for uh, and withstand earthquakes. Mm -hmm. So the church has been standing, I think, since about 700 AD. Mm. It's been standing mm -hmm. for a long time. They were the built, I think Ripsim was built 
618 or something like 7, 8th century, I believe. They yeah. both were built as church. Before yeah. that, they were just uh, chapels, I they believe. They were just chapels, yeah. yeah. But these are, these are really, really old churches, and they've withstood all oh, yeah. kinds of earthquakes and, and everything, you know, in part yeah. from that design. Yeah. St. Ripsim, I think, has a different little bit of a design from the rest of Armenian uh, churches. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it has no pillars in the church. Usually, yeah. Armenia, if you go to Armenia, you'll see there are pillars that hold the dome of the church. This one doesn't have pillars. Yeah. So dome is standing on a circle kind of round structure uh, that holds the dome. So it is one kind of uh, interesting architecturally structure too. And by the way, that's my Saint Ripsima is my home church because oh. I was an altar server oh. in the <laughs> in this uh, in this church and I served there. And that's my my made my first kind of steps in uh, in my journey as a as a as a kind of clergyman in the Armenian church. Wow. So that's where I was served at St. Ripsima. So that's my, it's my home church. It's my, my, first, church. <laughs> my first uh, St. Ripsima. And Gayane and I, my wife and I, we married at St. Gayane. We oh, get, you did? We, get, we, get, we got married at Saint, the church of St. Gayane. Wow. It was, obviously, it was her choice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with her name. She just loved it. It's a, it's a beautiful church. It's a beautiful church. <laughs> Um, I think another thing to note about St. Ripsim and Gaiana, there is that, this tradition that uh, they brought a, an, a relic with them, uh, which was a wooden piece from the cross that, that Christ was uh, crucified. Uh -huh. uh, and they buried that uh, in, uh, in, in some part of Armenia. And, and that legend, that tradition kind of spread and people trying to find that. And later, there was this monk in Armenia, and they prayed about it. They prayed day and night, day and night. And according to tradition, a light came down and, and said that this is the place where the relic is. And the relic was found wow. later, and, and it was kept, I believe, in, uh, in Holy, Holy Edgemiadne. So they, were, they also brought a relic according to kind of they say that St. Gaiana had the relic always as a necklace, kind ah. of carrying, carrying with her uh, all the time. Now, is this the, the piece of the true cross that was in the, uh, the relic? It's, it's on a display right now at the Met Museum. Right. And it's, it's in a, um, it looks like a gold kachkar. Mm -hmm. And it's from the monastery of the grass eaters, the vegetarians. Right. Is that, is that the same relic or is it a different? I think it might be a different, might be a different one. I'm not sure we do, you know, but all, all these, they are... Uh, legends and, and, uh -huh. and a proper word is there are traditions that are told and sometimes you cannot trace, you know, with, because relics they have numbers and all of that too. Oh. You have to know exact exact number, what it, what it, where it came from and all of that. I'm not sure this one is the same relic as uh, St. Gane and Lipsima they brought with them uh, from, uh, from Rome. We'll have to do a podcast on, on the our reliquaries of Armenian church because that would be interesting. That will be another interesting. That's, that would be another interesting. <laughs> interesting. There's a lot. There's a lot more than I would ever Well, guess. we're on a good journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on an interesting, interesting church. So that's... Ripsime and Gayane. Ripsime Gayane. Sandukht was first, Ripsime and Gayane. Later they come and they started this. And, and St. Gregory was kind of 
uh, where was Saint Gregory at this time? He was in oh, in West, and uh, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and then he's coming back, and this is around the same time. Yeah, he's not coming not back. too far. Not too far, and he would have been uh, thrown into Khorivirap at mm -hmm. this point by Turdat III mm -hmm. um, for political reasons, you mm -hmm. know, not just Christian preaching Christianity, but political reasons. It was combination of it. But both, right, of political yeah. and Christian and yeah. all of that. And, uh, um, and probably, um, I mean, it's not, it is not uh, um, clear if, if Gregory, he knew about St. Guyana or Lipsime, but the fact that the places uh, were important sites for Christians, yeah. I think it makes us think that St. Gregory actually was aware of their martyrdom in Armenia of their sainthood and, and actually honored those places. And, and he was the first Catholicos after all, right? Yeah. He was the first uh, saint. But let's go back to women. <laughs> women, right. <laughs> in, the, so, in the conversion. <laughs> so in order, before we can tell this next story of Khosrovidukht, we have to tell the story of, of why, she, why she's important in the pivotal role she plays. And that's because Turdat the third throws throws uh, St. Gregory into Khorvirap, mm -hmm. and then he has the, the dream. The, mm -hmm. the illness kind of takes over him. Mm -hmm. And one of the traditions is that he turns into a boar, right? Oh, he turns yeah. into the wild boar, and he's having this horrible, uh, you know, he, he actually becomes, um, he becomes a wild animal. Animal, yeah. And uh, there, there's really some really interesting uh, art for that. You know, that's at the Met Exhibit, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the king with the head of a pig or the king, you know, kind of showing some of these boar things. But his sister has a dream, right? Yeah. It would, would have been, it's interesting to imagine a person with the, who turned into a... Turn into a pig. <laughs> Turn into. Yeah. A, oh, oh, I mean, those are stories, but right. probably the 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 real story behind this was Dirtad got sick. He got sick. He got yeah. a little. He got a little rabbit. A little wild. Probably didn't shave. Yeah. And, and yeah. little foamy at the mouth. And you know how all these. So sometimes there was exaggeration. Exaggeration of all these things. You know, to make it more yeah. dramatic. And make it more dramatic. That's, that's history. Right. Right. <laughs> So Dertad was sick, and, and then uh, St. Gregory was in, uh, in, in Horvidap, in a, in a jail, right? Yeah. Was, that time it was a jail. It was not a, not a monastery. Yeah. And, and then here is our hero our comes. Yes, here comes <laughs> our hero <laughs> woman, our heroine, Khosrovidukt. And uh, she... She's the sister. She's a sister. She's Dirtad's sister. Was she feeding? Uh, no, she was not. She was Actually, not. it's another person. You know, they say there was a, you know, some say there was an angel that was feeding St. Gregory every day. But if you go down into that pit where St. Gregory was kept uh -huh. that uh, uh, for 13 years, I yeah. believe, uh, there, is a, uh, there is a hole there on, on, on top of that where, where you can see light. There is kind of, it goes out. Yeah. And there was a tradition that uh, there was a woman kind of uh, yeah. bringing bread for him every day that he could, he could eat and survive. Otherwise, you know, how he would survive for 13 years without eating, eating anything. But there was somebody who was, uh, who was feeding him. Keeping him alive. Keeping, keeping him alive, yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's interesting that uh, 
nobody kind of there was no mention any of that who who that person was mm -hmm. you know but there was just a tradition that there was a woman who was uh, feeding uh, feeding him and bringing him bread every yeah. every every day uh, but he was not Khosrovi Dukh I don't I don't know not to my knowledge uh, I no. never read that anywhere that it was Khosrovi Dukh and of course being from royal family if she went to this site would have been known to everybody else why what is she doing here what yeah. <laughs> why is she visiting the <laughs> yeah. right because she's the she's the the sister of the king she's the sister of the king but yeah. she does have the dream that saint gregory can help her brother mm -hmm. for what is what whatever's ailing him whatever's yeah. happening and she's the one who presses him to go and release gregory and that's when when gregory uh cures him Right then, that's when they go to, you know, saying uh, first Tertat says, "Well, he'll be he'll be dead by now. It's been so many years, yeah. you know." Uh, and then uh, they go and check. They put down a robe or something, and then he shakes the robe, kind of moves, and they they realize that he is alive. So they pull him out, and and he is able to uh, to cure him. Uh, and then uh, and then the first thing they do is. The entire royal family is baptized next day in the river of Arax, mm. which is actually not far from Horvidap. No. Right? You have been to, yeah. to Army, you've been to that side. It's right on the border, and you can, that's the border actually. That's river Arax is the, yeah. is the border. So they were baptized in that. Right, right in the, in the uh, view, full view of uh, Mount Ararat. Mount Ararat, yeah. yeah. Um, I think if you, um, uh, if you, if we go beyond kind of the story of, having a dream or I'm, I'm sure there is some kind of a, a, a there is truth to that I'm not sure how much was uh, was is a, is a legend how much is is reality but but I I think Khosrovidukht had some conviction about Saint, yeah. Saint Gregory uh -huh. and about his preaching or about his uh, or about Christianity even uh, and uh, otherwise she wouldn't she wouldn't pay attention to that, even if it was a dream or anything, or or if she just knew that, you know, uh, Saint Gregory can uh, can heal him with his uh, power of his prayer or uh, or power of his God or whatever. At that time, she thought it might be, but probably she knew something. Yeah. Probably she realized that this man is important and in his faith is important, and what he believes is is kind of real too. And uh, and that's why she pressed uh, Derta to go. And if there was no Khosrovidukht, yeah, th there wouldn't be conversion of Armenia. I yeah. think. Yeah, and it, and it's not a none of these women made dramatic, did dramatic things or dramatic acts because of their faith. Mm -hmm. Their convictions were were actually quite quiet, and then they were forced mm -hmm. to you know stand. It's because of their convictions that horrible things happen to them, or great things happen. Right. You know, even the woman that was feeding Saint Gregory, she, you know, it, this is a quiet heart of a servant. It's not a. She's not feeding him to try and get him out to fight against the king. This is just a woman who thought this is the right thing. To this do. is the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's, I think that's a theme you see with all these women. You know, right. This is the right. They were doing the right thing to do, and they were living their convictions. And they had a strong. They had strong conviction. Right? They had mm -hmm. strong faith. And and sometimes you know you think about how, you know that you would give up your life for that conviction. You sacrifice your life, so you would really have this strong faith, 
and it brings us to our, our, our last uh, segment of, of this podcast, which is, uh, well, we talk about all this story. What is the meaning now yeah. for all of us? To, what is the meaning? To us, to you, Peter, to me, and to our listeners. So what, what, what do we take away from all of this? What do you think? Well, I think what I've always known about um, Armenian women is that they're very strong of their convictions. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's another podcast. That's another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but I think that it's, it's the, uh, um, it is the other side of the coin to the rest of Armenian history of these men that are going to battle and men that are you know, uh, making great art or fighting different things is... It's a, it's a, it's another side of that, and it's another sort of display of that heart, of that conviction and mm-hmm. pride, and uh, yeah, I, I think conviction is the best way of saying it. Right, right, right. And, and as you as you put it, I think it's just this. Those are stories of of women who who in a in a, in a kind of very quiet way they showed their faith, they showed you know their about their believe and, uh, and they did the right thing at the right time and they had an important role to play for the conversion of Armenia and it's important for all of us to recognize that that as well and to know about all these women to know about Sandor who was the first first martyr first one to uh, uh, to to die for Christ in Armenia and, and you don't die for anything anything in this you don't sacrifice your life easily it's never easy for anybody to do that so it's important for us to know about Sanduk, at least to learn from her and to learn mm-hmm. from any, at least for me as a priest, it's uh, very inspiring, uh, their stories, uh, as uh, you know, their, their faith, the story of their faith is inspiring for me and for all of us, I'm sure. That's all for, uh, for today. Yes, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for being with us and looking forward to our next podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.